My name is Angela Jean. I'm 14. I'm an inventor. And my response to somebody who says you're too young is everybody has to start young in order to actually make an impact. Being an environmental engineer allows me to like be able to help the world by making us greener. If you focus on what you want and keep on going, never stop, then you'll actually be able to make a difference. You have to take care of the world. Welcome to The Genius Generation, a podcast where we talk to young people doing incredible things in the world of STEM. I'm your host, Dr. Stephanie Castillo. I'm a science producer, writer, and content creator with a PhD in science communication. I'm so excited to introduce to you our guest today, Angela Jean, who engineered and discovered plastic degrading bacteria that made bioplastics. Angela uses bacteria, which are microscopic organisms, to change plastic into bioplastic. Just like how humans eat and digest food, the bacteria that Angela uses can eat and digest plastic. What's special about biodegradable plastic is that it's able to break down into basic molecules and mix back in with the earth in just a few months, unlike regular plastic, which takes hundreds of years to break down. So welcome, Angela, to the show. Hi. How bad is plastic really for the environment? We can see on the news a lot that there are a bunch of animals like dying from plastic, especially in the ocean. A global crisis, the overabundance of plastics filling the oceans and land. 8 million metric tons, that's the amount of plastic dumped into the oceans each year. Threat to the oceans and marine life. And when people like see them, it's probably from choking or like getting strangled from like plastic netting or when they like eat plastic, it's really harmful for them. And so if this keeps on going on, our world will soon be covered in plastics. Yeah, we do not want that. Why is this important to you? We live on the earth and without the earth, we wouldn't be alive. So. We have to take care of the world. Very direct and straight to the point. We got to do something about it. So can you tell us what are bioplastics and how are they better than traditional plastics? Bioplastics have similar properties to actual plastic, but they're made in the environment naturally. So they can be degraded and used by microbes or like bacteria. And so they can be easily degraded instead of like plastic, which stays in the environment for hundreds of years, which can be really bad for the world. And so is there a reason why you were interested in using bacteria to tackle this problem? I came up with the idea when I was 12. Bacteria is like one of the only known things to be able to degrade plastics. Bacteria is really efficient because of the smaller size and how they don't have to use up so much energy. So once you're feeding bacteria plastic and then it comes out as a bioplastic, how does the bioplastic look like? The bioplastic is just kind of like a film because I have to like extract it from inside the bacteria. And so once I extract and I like dry it out, it's on the bottom of a sphere shaped flask. And it's just like a layer on the bottom that's a film and you can just like take it out. If you think of like a bunch of spider webs together, that's what it looks like. And it feels like really dry plastic. <laughs> is it just as like hard or brittle? If it's like more of a film, is it very flexible? It's more like brittle. If you like start touching it, then it becomes more like a powder and then you can just like make the powder into what you want. Oh, so then the more you're able to like harvest from that bacteria is what you're harvesting to kind of be molded into a future plastic uh, product that someone can use. That's the goal. Yeah. That's really cool. My breakthrough moment was when I saw the bioplastic 
was at the bottom of the flask and I could actually see it. Now, that was when I was like, I completed this project, I actually made bioplastic. I sent my mentor an email and I sent her a gift for helping me through the whole way and being there for me. Part of the gift was like a little bit of the bioplastic. And then I told my family and it celebrated. What was something new that you didn't know about bacteria before working with it? A lot. I didn't really work with bacteria before because middle school doesn't really teach that much science about bacteria. And so most of the things I had to learn through like reading literature or asking my mentor. And so I learned basically everything. All I basically knew were that bacteria were small and that was it. That's all middle school taught you. And there's a lot of things to learn. <laughs> I have a mentor at Weber State University and I also was able to contact somebody at USU and they helped me like get a lab so I can sometimes use it when I'm doing part of my experiment. And so most of the work I did was in the lab or at my mentor's lab. Where did you meet your mentor? My local science fair is the Ritchie Science Fair. And the director linked me up with Dr. Michelle Kulember, who's my mentor. I needed somebody who specialized more in like microbiology because I didn't really know that much about microbiology. I think the natural curiosity of just being able to put things apart and put them back together just to have a better understanding of the science that we're doing is like what essentially being a scientist is. And aside from using the potato to start up a light bulb, were there other projects that you did for your science fair that kind of were motivational or inspiring or continue to spark your interest and curiosity in science? I did science fairs all the way through like now mm -hmm. from first grade. So that's like 10 years. Wow. Or maybe a little less, but <laughs> yeah. And so right now it's just like the outcome because there's a lot of like obstacles in the way. And if you don't really get a result, you start to like give up a little. But if you have like a clear goal in mind and you're able to keep on going, then when you get the results, it keeps on like pushing you on to get more. And so that was basically me each year. I'd do a project or a continuation of the previous project. So each year, each science fair, I'd keep on doing it and get more results. And this would just make me like really excited because I was kind of like discovering things for myself instead of just like looking at like news or looking at like science magazines and stuff, but actually seeing it for myself. Were there any moments of you designing your project that you had where you ran into a roadblock where you're stuck for a while before finding that new answer? I had a lot. Most of it wasn't really the planning stage, it was the actually doing it stage. <laughs> and the planning it was pretty easy, but once you started doing it, it got harder because of the concept of putting two things together that aren't actually related. Mm. And so I had quite a few roadblocks <laughs> during the process. One of the ones was like bacteria survive better at different temperatures. And so each one has a specific temperature that it survives best at or does things best at. I had a machine that allowed me to grow the bacteria and it wasn't always at the right temperature. And so every time when I grew it, nothing would like work and it didn't grow. So I got really discouraged. After reading a bunch of papers, I realized that you have to find specific temperatures, specific conditions for each bacteria because each one is unique. Yeah, yeah, I think <laughs> troubleshooting is always gonna be the hardest because it's like you were saying, like you were doing it and you're like, why isn't this working? What do you see as like the bigger goal of this? Are you still refining that process or where are you right now? 
I've got most of it down, but right now I'm working more on doing it like a larger scale. So I might try to like find somebody, maybe a science company so that I can use like a bioreactor to test it out on a bigger scale instead of just small scales because the conditions might need to be changed or I might need to tweak a few things. What is like the bigger picture that you want aside from like scaling up being like the next steps? What do you want to learn to help improve or further develop your project as you continue to grow older? I kind of want to make it like really big. I feel like this could be used everywhere. It's a environmentally friendly replacement for plastic and it has basically the same properties of plastic except it's environmentally friendly. Right now we basically have no way to actually change it, even though we want to be. So this right here is like a way for us to actually change and be more environmentally friendly. So I feel like when I get all the little kinks out and make sure it works on big scale, I can start contacting people to see if they're interested and to see if they want to try it out. Yeah, of course. And in terms of you individually, as your project develops, it turns into hopefully some kind of like a bigger mission to bring it across the country. Are you wanting to become a scientist yourself? Yeah, I think I want to become like an environmental engineer so I can like make the world a better place. Because right now with all like the environmental problems, it's become like really challenging for us to actually become like green. And so being an environmental engineer allows me to like be able to help the world by making us greener. Yeah, no, that's a solid goal. So like the more you learn, then you're more you're able to apply to continue to improve your project and being able to make it the sustainable product that you want it to be that can actually be used in the masses. I think that's really inspiring. Is there any advice for those that are interested in pursuing something similar? I think if you want to pursue something similar, or basically anything scientific or anything you love, you basically have to find something that you're really passionate about making a difference in the world. That's what I'm focusing on and making the world a better place. And so if you find something that you really love or you're really passionate about, just keep on going. And if you can't always do it, then just put it on the back burner, but always come back to it because you might just need a break from it or something. But if you can keep on going and not give up, that's where it actually leads you to somewhere because if you're always only going halfway than stopping then you're only going to be like mediocre but if you actually focus on what you want and keep on going never stop then you'll actually be able to make a difference being younger i feel like it has a plus side because you're able to see the world differently from like grown-ups because grown-ups are usually the inventors and stuff but if you're younger you have a different view and when you're the inventor you can create things that grown-ups usually don't really think of because we think differently. Angela's speaking some truth over here. <laughs> no those are very that's yeah it takes a lot of perseverance dedication and I guess a little bit of discipline to continue to push through especially when things are hard to keep going for your dreams. Thank you so much for sharing your inventions with us. And it was a pleasure having you on the podcast, Angela, and continue to do the work that you're doing and being the change that you want to see in the world. And we're excited to see where your future goes. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening this week's episode of Genius Generation. Make sure to tune in next week to hear our next guests and all the incredible things that they're up to. We'll see you next time. Funding for the Genius Generation comes from the Arthur Vining Davis Foundations. Investing in our common future. Support for Tracks comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.
This is Tracks from PRX.